Hey everybody, welcome to episode 80 of Weighing In. I'm Andy Hamilton of Track Wrestling. I'm out this week, but the show goes on. Three-time NCAA champion, Olympian, and coach of the Oklahoma Regional Training Center, Eric Guerrero, is this week's co-host with David Mirkatani. I hope you enjoy the show. Eric, thanks for taking some time to help us out today. Yeah, you bet. My pleasure, Dave. So lots of stuff to talk about in the world of wrestling. Andy and I always talk about whenever you think it's a down week, it isn't. So we're going to jump around to a lot of different subjects. Um, The first one, which is pretty close to you and me, because I did the interview and it was uh, sponsored by Chance Leonard and the folks of Price of Legacy. I got a chance to sit with Jordan Burroughs and Mark Manning and uh, do a video interview with those guys and kind of listen to them talk not only about wrestling but about their relationship. I'm always interested in guys' perspective like yours that have wrestled at the highest level. Um, I love the phrase, real recognizes real. When Mm. you think about greatness, when you think about Jordan Burroughs in terms of his place in history in, in American wrestling and world wrestling, or just when you think about Burroughs in general, what are a few things that come to mind? Gosh, you know, I mean, we could we could discuss Jordan Burroughs for the whole podcast. Um, you know, I've gotten a chance to be around Jordan, you know, not extensively. You know, obviously he, he runs in a little bit different circles. Um, but the time I have spent with him, um, there's a couple things that stand out in my mind. Um, you know, I mean, without using cliche terms like ambassador and and, and all those things that get, probably get thrown out by whatever media outlets covering him, um, you know, his significance um, comes in the comes probably. I guess if I had to put it this way, his sustainability, okay, to sustain who he is at his core, and so there's a personal sustainability, right, that you see in him. A lot of stability there. You know, um, that's just my viewpoint, you know, and then then I look at his athletic accomplishments and those speak for themselves and his sustainability to stay at that level. Um, You know, to me, that's probably his most attractive attributes. You know, he's kept very true to who he is at his core. You know, um, and you can look at that and that that could come from the form of staying at Nebraska, uh, staying on top, winning. Um, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, and, and he had that little misstep at the Olympic games and is, is where does this going to sound? I don't see how that tarnishes his legacy, excuse me, tarnishes his legacy at all. I know his, his significance, um, you know, Polo used him, uh, (laughs) to, 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 you know, be a, a spokesperson for, for Ralph Lauren during the Olympic games. I mean, Chobani, I mean, um, He's put wrestling in a place in a in a some front of some viewership that nobody's really been able to do before, you know. And and that's come from his hard work, but it's also come from I think people relate to him, family man, um, humble, you know, down to earth, you know, comes from working class New Jersey. Um, I just think he's very relatable, and so his significance has been. Uh, Profound, not just on the map, but but you know, and in, and in, in, in how long he's been able to, uh, you know, be marketable, you yeah. know, but very very significant figure. We're gonna look back and 
50 years, 100 years, and, and, and he'll still be significant, you know, um, regardless if he steps away from wrestling, never coaches or anything like that. Just what he did on the, on the mat and did to put wrestling on the forefront, um, pretty important uh, individual for our sport. I don't, I don't think uh, anybody would disagree. Yeah, and he's he's kind of done things in the opposite order. You know, only one state title. I say this only two national titles, and then mm-hmm. winning more and more at the higher level. You know, most of us go the opposite direction. You know, mm-hmm. and because mm-hmm. it gets harder as you go up. So sure, his, sure. Uh, I, I was struck by his integrity, and I was really struck by he he understands like you know to use that word that he's an ambassador that he's. He's, you know, the public face of USA Wrestling in a lot of ways, and I think he embraces that role. And uh, him, the relationship with him and Manning, listening to them talk about each other when they're on camera, it was pretty cool. So I, I invite everyone to uh, to check that out. It's on Track Wrestling now. Um, let's let's speaking of high level wrestling, let's jump over to uh, the Pan Ams. So mm-hmm. my perspective on the Pan Ams has always been. You know, that most of the competition that the USA is going to face to win world or Olympic titles comes from Europe or Asia. And it, it seems like traditionally the United States does really well in the Pan Ams. So mm-hmm. as a guy that's coaching world-class guys, guys are aspiring to win Olympic and world titles, when you are either coaching in that event, whether when you participate in that event, or right now as you're a very interested observer in that event, what is the perspective that, that folks that are fans of, of USA Wrestling should have is, is in terms of the results and things like that? Um, one, to win any continental championships is important. So let's just look at it from a, from a coaching perspective first. To go and do what you're supposed to do, there's value in that. Because let's just be honest, in sports, people don't always do what they're supposed to do. You know, if that was the case, then we would just hand the – the, the, the trophy over to the number one seed before the tournament started, right? So yeah. going going and doing what you were expected, supposed, um, whatever terminology you want to you want to insert, um, there's value in that. There's value in doing what you know you're capable of doing. Because like I said, um, a lot of times in sport, shooting and personal relationships and friendships. Hey man, you were supposed to come over and pick me up. I I couldn't do it. I mean, we, people let us down. You right. know, in sport and and, and sports is not, and not a letdown. That's not the, the phrase I would use or the term I would use. But um, you know, when you come back from the Pan American Games and uh, and, uh, and and I'm, I'm got a lot of figures in my head. Was it seven or eight gold medals? I think it was eight. Yeah, eight. When you come back with eight gold medals. There's value in that, you know. So kudos to those guys for going and doing what they were supposed to do, you know. Um, nothing's perfect, you know, and you strive for perfection, but rarely do you get it. And, and uh, no, there's value in that. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, you know, throw an asterisk on there or, or, or something. Going, yeah, but you know, the real competitions, you know, in Europe, I don't see it that way. I see it that you can only beat the person in front of you. And they went out there, and they went eight, and they went eight for ten on gold medals. Um, so uh, there's value in that, and and that's uh, that's all you can do, you know. Nice. Mm-hmm. So when you that's a pretty good segue to the Euros, which you know I think really more 
you know, and I, I don't want to call you this, but more wrestling nerds are watching that because general wrestling fans just watch their guys, you know, watch USA, mm-hmm. watch mm-hmm. whichever laundry they're rooting for, mm-hmm. whether it's mm-hmm. Oklahoma, Penn State, Oklahoma State, those kind of things. But the Euros, right. first of all, it's a completely different style of wrestling than what we're used to in the United States. And, and the scrambles, those kind of things are unbelievable. I mean, your overall impressions of the Euros and specifically, what do you think about like a Stevan Misic? you know, going over there and, and getting a bronze medal. And what are your thoughts on, like, what Cliff Keen, RTC, Sean Bournemouth, those guys, you know, yeah. that was a pretty creative way to get him into the event, and, and obviously it, it's paid off. Yeah, so, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to agree and then I'm going to disagree. I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say they're more creative. I think the grass is always greener on the other side, and, you know, if you're uh, from one school of wrestling, uh, whether it be, you know, stateside or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, you're always going to look at people who do things differently um, as if they have something you don't, you know. Um, I just, uh, you know, we're creative, you know. I mean, I, lo- I look at some of the things David Taylor's doing. I look at some of the things our own guys are doing. I look at some of the things, you know, uh, just, just everybody's creative. I think we just look I think your average, not your average fan, but maybe people who are watching it, you know, see something different because they come from a different school of wrestling. Maybe they value different things than we value in terms of skill. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's that candy bar that uh, that you rarely get to eat that the store rarely has. It always tastes a little bit better than the one you get every week. So I, I kind of, I, I don't look at it as they're more creative or different. Um, just different, you know, but that's the beauty of wrestling is, you know, there's there's no algorithm to win. You know, it's like you don't have to do A plus B equals C. You know, there's uh, there's variances. So so I looked I, I look at it like that. So that's that's probably where I'm going to you know have a little bit different outlook. Um, sure. But um, after following it, good tournament. You know, it, it is ultimately, uh, you know, uh, you know, the uh, premier continental championships. Um, just like, uh, you know, the United States, obviously there's probably one conference that's the premier conference. Um, doesn't mean people from other conferences don't excel. <laughs> doesn't mean that the team from another conference can't win a national title. Um, it's just, uh, that is the premier continental championships and you recognize that and, uh, didn't stop us from winning last year and shouldn't stop the United States from winning this year. Yeah. 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 But those, some of those matches, it's just so it's so cool to be able to watch those. And for people that don't know, those are on trackwrestling.com, and you can buy the UWW Pass for the entire year. And if you're a wrestling fan, if you're a guy that just loves to watch great matches or study technique and really try to study things that are done a little bit differently, that Euro style is something where you guys are going to get a lot of value out of that. So I, I strongly encourage yeah. you to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you kind of just not to get off topic here, but just one of the things that I kind of personally enjoy is somebody that's, you know, involved in wrestling from, you know, from the, you know, age group level all the way to the Olympic level that, you know, I can be at a tournament or be at something and, and, uh, you know, whether it's looking for a, um, a bracket on an age group tournament or wanting to watch Euros, it's all on one site. So, I mean, kudos to you guys who really kind of, you know, in a weird way, I kind of see, track and you know uh what we're doing with uh our olympic regional training center just uh 
kind of the same. We're kind of trying to be a one-stop shop for everything, not just, you know, the beginners or the elite, but kind of everything in between. So, uh, you know, track makes it really convenient. Uh, you know, I, I find it very user-friendly as a, as a parent, as a coach, as, as somebody who enjoys just, you know, studying the sport and making sure I'm knowing our profession in and out. You know, you guys do a good job. So, you know, I know that wasn't part of uh, what we did plan on discussing, but I just thought I'd say that because it uh, it does make it easy. It does make it easy for everybody. So appreciate you guys. Yeah, definitely. I I wish I could take even one percent credit for that, but I can't. <laughs> I agree with you. It's fun to watch, and, and and it does make it a lot easier. And I know when you're going through doing data and things like that, that it, it's it, we're a great source for that. So yeah, you guys do a good job. Appreciate it. So I'm gonna jump over to my neck of the woods. There's kind of three pretty interesting developments here in the state of Missouri. Mm -hmm. um, we'll start with the bad news. Truman State University, a Division II school, um, historically known for probably having the best academic reputation here in Missouri of all the colleges. The program mm -hmm. was cut. Um, mm -hmm. There were rumors that it was cut literally because too many kids were on academic scholarship. Obviously, mm -hmm. we don't know that, but if that's true, that's kind of crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, on the good news, Fontvon University here in St. Louis, probably about 20 minutes where I'm sitting right now, Division Three school is adding wrestling. Congratulations mm -hmm. to them and a coach, Amon Prater, for getting that job. And then thirdly, and I think this is one that is certainly not controversial in any way, Misha, the Missouri State High School Athletic Association, has voted and agreed to add girls wrestling as a formalized sport in uh, for the state tournament. So um, I'll just kind of leave the floor to you, I guess, maybe starting with what are your thoughts in general on programs being cut and added? And then, you know, your thoughts on, on girls wrestling and it being added at, at, at the younger levels. Uh, I'll take the easy topic first. How about that? <laughs> Man after my own heart. <laughs> um. Adding women's wrestling to the state of Missouri is just a home run. So, so whoever's involved in that decision, and I know a few of them that were, um, you know, great job. You know, I think the one thing we, 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 we focus on in wrestling, because this is true, this is accurate, this is not uh, fake news or, or, or what you see so much nowadays is spinning information. This, this, is, this is not that. This is accurate information that wrestling is the most inclusive sport. And we really want to break down society. Whether you agree with it or not, that's the direction that society is headed, inclusivity. I mean, so it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm an old school guy, man, you know, but, but I recognize that that is a very important factor in decision-making today. So when we look at our sport and we see the inclusion of women, the inclusion of girls, the inclusion of, 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 of all sizes, right? You know, whether you could be a 98-pound 8th grader or excuse me, eighth, uh, ninth grader and wrestle in the state meet. You can be a 270-pound ninth grader and wrestle in the state meet. You can be a woman and wrestle in the state meet. You can be a male and wrestle in the state meet. You have somewhere to go. You can wrestle with, with physical handicaps like Anthony Robles in one leg. You know, Doc Kelly from North Carolina Greensboro. People probably forgot about him. I actually wrestled him my freshman at the NCAA tournament. You know, I mean, this is the most inclusive sport on the planet. So when you, when you, when, when whoever is making a decision on 
whether to, and this is where we'll segue, add, drop, whatever the case, let's not forget, you know, that sport, okay, outside of its many benefits, is ultimately, you know, there to provide opportunity. And nobody provides more opportunity for a larger demographic and constituent of people from different walks of life, socioeconomic walks of life. You know, again, I, I won't repeat all the of the different, uh, um, different you know, categ- ca- categories that, that, that I that I created there and what I was saying, wrestling's inclusive. So every chance we get, every time we get a chance to showcase that with, with not fake news but real decisions and people putting their money where their mouth is, like adding women's wrestling to the high school level at the state of Missouri, you know, that's important information. You know, to me, that, that for the sustainability in the long term, um, you know, for the good of our for yeah. the good of our sport, long term. Thank you. Um, that's news. Yeah, that's news. You know, I know it's not the most exciting news in the world, but if you look at somebody like me who wants wrestling to be around in 300, 400, 500 years, you know, um, and flourish in the, in the United States of America, you know, this is significant. This is important. You yeah. know. Um, not more important than anything else. It's just important. I think you know, so. Point, yeah, a couple sidebars of that too is that I think when you look at growing wrestling, obviously you need money. You know, you mm-hmm. know, at every level. And mm-hmm. the more I find that some of the most generous people to wrestling were not the best wrestlers, but they were people that got so much out of wrestling, like. It literally saved their life. They came from an underprivileged background or they were running with the wrong crowd or it, it allowed them to get discipline and get into college or get into the military or meet their spouse or whatever the case may be. Right. I think there's twofolds that one, it, it'll help grow the sport in terms of just more people participating, more people eventually becoming, you know, their lives being better and is bettering society. And then directly, a lot of these people give back to wrestling. And like, you know, like we've said, some of the most generous folks, you know, were not Olympic champions, not even mm-hmm. maybe state champions. Mm-hmm. They just loved the grind and they loved the camaraderie. And, you know, I was, I was telling somebody the other night, like, you know, I was out having dinner with somebody and I said, wrestlers respect wrestlers in a lot of ways more than anybody that never wrestled, even if the guy that wrestled wasn't that good because they just respect the fact they went through the grind and did it. That's right. No, yeah. that's right. That's right. No, there's a fraternity there. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure as women's wrestling gets bigger. There's there's a growing sorority there for those girls. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, obviously, it, most wrestling fans follow Mario Lopez. Um, you know, on social media in one form or another, just because great guy loves wrestling. And, you know, he's pretty involved in, in a lot of things. And uh, he was talking about science the other day science came out with uh, and i'm gonna circle this make this full circle for us so i promise I won't, I won't digress here but um you know he's talking about uh some report came out with uh you know people who let their dogs sleep in their bed you know get a lot you know don't get good rest and he said anything his response to that or his tweet with someone was like uh Science has lost its daggum mind or something like that, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of times we want to say that, but, but 
but science is science, right? It's 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 somebody's proof, right? You know, it was it was funny because I think anybody who sleeps with their dog in their bed is going to say science has lost its mind, right? But at the same time, we can't we I don't know you can't really argue with science, you know. Um, and, uh, and and maybe that's just me the way I look at it. But, you know, we obviously we, you know we have a dog, and it's probably you know uh, our our believe it or not the hottest contended point in our household is that daggum dog in the bed. You know, <laughs> so, we are off know. the tracks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, just a little personal you know sidebar there. But uh, you know. Um, where I was going with that is science, science. And we were talking about opportunity, you know, and we we're talking about you had mentioned saved wrestling at some point had saved somebody from hanging with the wrong people or making poor choices or whatever. Right. You know, you used several different scenarios there that you, 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 um, you gave me. And, you know, I've, I've touched on this before, not with you, but maybe, maybe privately, I can't remember, but I, I touch on this a lot when we just, we get around talking about, about the benefits of wrestling. Um, there's a, there's a PhD doctor out there named Amanda Stadnick. And, um, she's got extensive, extensive research on the adolescent mind and why wrestling is so good for adolescents. Um, and not to launch into an entire, you know, dossier here over, you know, the adolescent mind, but, but what the things you were saying are true and backed by science. Um, so, so yeah, so all of a sudden you went from kind of smart to real smart, <laughs> and by the time I'm done with this, you're gonna sound like a genius, right? Keep pumping me up, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of her research um, centers around the adolescent mind, and the adolescent mind, you know, craves those dopamine releases. That's why when you and I were kids, we do stupid things like ride our bikes off of bridges. Or jump off. Or I remember as a kid at my grandmother's house, jumping from roof to roof to roof, to going down like like twelve houses, just running and jumping from roof to roof. Okay, that's stupid. <laughs> Those are dumb things. Why? But you crave that dopamine. You know. I mean, you know, my kids are no different. You know, I yell out the window, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know. Same thing you did. Hey, twenty hey, years ago, Dad. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah. They're just they're just craving that dopamine release, right? Um, so there's a lot of ways to get it, and one of the ways, unfortunately, that adolescents get it is um, risky behavior, whether that be personal risky behavior with uh, their relationships with the opposite gender, whether that be alcohol, drugs, gangs, um, crime, all those things, you know, release that dopamine. Um, and but guess what? That's because because it, they they they've associated that that risky behavior and that dopamine release with with that good feeling. Um, at the same time, you want to try risky behavior. Put on a singlet, step out in front of everybody you know, yeah. and legally fight this other human being. <laughs> and with no right? one to, with no one to blame. With, with everybody watching. Right. And, and in the end, you can't blame the guard or the wide receiver. Like right, it's hundred percent on yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. And in the end. Stop, stand up, compose yourself, shake their hand like a gentleman, okay, yep. and, and, and walk away. That is as risky as it gets. You want dopamine release, that's where to find it. So long story short, you want to provide adolescents with a, 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 a positive way to take risks. Otherwise, they will seek out 
negative ways to take risks. So circling back to what you were saying about wrestling, when we talk about inc- you know, inclusivity and how it's inclusive and all those types of things, you know, not only is, is it all those things and it's socially good, you know, it's medically good. It's medically found, you know, you, you can't get that from playing chess. You just can't. Right. You just can't. And, and nothing wrong playing chess, you know. My oldest son, you know, he's entered a couple chess tournaments. You know, it's, you know, there's a reason we don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, just wasn't, it just wasn't, wasn't exciting enough for him. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll end it with that, but, but there's scientific proof of to why wrestling is so important for adolescents. So when we talk about wrestling, you know, we're talking about these things. You know, it's important that we, that we remind whoever we're discussing it with. It's inclusive. It's affordable. Hey, you know what I mean? It, 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 it decreases your average adolescent's chance of joining a gang and, and engaging in risky behavior. So, um, you know, that, that was the first question with regards to, you know, women's wrestling. I don't know. You know, now, now, now we're just not helping half the population in the world. We're having, helping the other half of the population in the world, too. Yeah, for sure. Not many, not many sports can do that. Yeah, it's a great point, you know, and it's it's always, you know, I always like talking to you and to do it on air is even better. But I love guys, I love smart people's opinions because they make you look at the, you know, look at the Rubik's Cube a little bit differently. So it's awesome. So let's let's jump over to Tempe, Arizona. There's a couple couple things going on down there with uh, Zeke Jones and our friendly Pritz and company down there. First of all, they've added Jamil Kelly, uh, yep. former wrestler of yours, to uh, – Teammate, 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 teammate. Mm-hmm. Olympic teammate and in collegiate teammate, right? Correct, correct. Uh, no, never, never coached him. Yeah. yeah, and as to the coaching staff, and then they also got Mason Smith as a transfer from Central Michigan. <coughs> Excuse let's, me. Let's first talk about Jamil, and then I want to get into because there's been a lot of transfers. I kind of want to get your opinion on that. So, mm-hmm. teammate of Jamil's, how, how do you feel like that helps ASU overall? Well, I'm a little biased. Jamil's a former teammate and a good friend. You know, we, we have a lot of common friends. I mean, probably the primary and most significant one would be Jim Ravenack. I think we both talk to Jim, you know, two or three times a week, it feels like. Um, you know, so I, I think it's a good move. Knowing, you know, I know I know Jamil and I think uh, – and I know Zeke and, and crew. And, um, you know, uh, believe it or not, you know, we're I'm in discussions with uh, Zeke right now on uh, – you know, partnering up and getting some of our guys out to uh, Arizona State and him bringing some of his guys uh, here to Oklahoma out to Norman. So, uh, you know, so, it you know, adding Jamil to that staff excites me for several reasons. But, uh, you know, um, one is, uh, you know, probably be able to work with him a little closer now that he's at Arizona State than uh, when he was at Stanford. So, yeah, excited about it for him. Good for, good for them. For sure. So yeah. Let's talk about transfers because it, it feels like it has been the story of the NCAs in the off season. So mm-hmm. a bunch of them already happened. You know, Sedarian Perry to Old Dominion. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Hamilton, and I talked about this. Austin DeSanto to Iowa. Right. Andy Andy broke the story about Mason Smith, to Arizona State, and Jordan Oliver. Uh, or, I'm sorry, Justin Oliver. Excuse me, to North Carolina State. Connor mm-hmm. Shram's going to Lehigh. Um. It, to me, this is – it feels like more than normal, you know, and and I'll give my quick opinion and then, you know, people would rather listen to you. But 
feel like there's two sides to this. You know, if you're a pro athlete, feel like kids should be able to transfer whenever they want. If they don't like the situation, um, you know, you got five years to, to be happy and, and do your best. And, and there's a strong argument for that. And I'm not even sure I might fall on that side of the equation. The other mm-hmm. side is as a former coach, I know that, you know, sometimes you have to have tough conversations with kids and there's days when you go home and you may love each other, but you don't exactly like each other that day. And Mm -hmm. you wouldn't want a kid just to be able, it's almost like, well, you have a fight with your spouse. You just, okay, well, you don't decide to get divorced because you had an argument, you know, you figure it out, you work through it, those kind of things. And so, you know, what are your thoughts on just these transfers in general? And, and I guess specifically with your new role, how much do you see RTCs playing a role in this where guys are like, well, I want to go to that school because I think Mm -hmm. that when I'm done, I can achieve my after collegiate goals there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be careful. Um, you know, I mean, you're, you're good at, uh, you know, always, always kind of give me a short list of questions. You know, this one we probably didn't discuss at length, and I think we were both busy this week. But I, you know, I had a feeling it was gonna come up, and, and I think I already told you. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a little bit careful. Of course. Um, with it, so I'll say this. Just like. We were talking about inclusivity in, in wrestling or in, just inclusivity in our society. Um, wh- whether you agree with it, don't agree with it, it is very similar to the transfer situation. Whether whether I agree with it or disagree with it or like to use your term, you know, what side of the equation you fall on is 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 not is inconsequential. It's happening. Right. Yeah. I, it's it's happening. You know, there there is a little bit of a of a. And I'm going to use this for lack of a better term, a, a, a power shift, you know, well, what you called a more pro pro athlete, um, you know, uh, um, I'm not sure how you used it. But anyways, you know, where the athlete has a little bit more say in things, um, it doesn't matter what side you fall on. It's trending in that way. And you got to recognize trends as a coach, you know, uh, systematically, athletically. Um, in the wrestling room, you got to recognize trends, scrambling trends, execution trends, defensive trends. Um, in your job professionally, you got to recognize trends. And, and I, and just me, I recognize, I recognize this is happening. This, this shift to giving, um, you know, uh, if you go back and you Google NCAA transfer, you know, last August, there was, uh, several articles that came out where, you know, the NCAA is looking into, um, really loosening and becoming very lax with transfers with the with transfer regulations um there's people that are going to jump for joy and there's people that are going to say uh eh, i'm not sure i like this you know again how you feel personally is not as important it really honestly is inconsequential to the fact that it's happening and it's probably going to the decision is going to be made um Leaning, leaning towards, you know, athletes having more of a say. I, I don't see us going back the other direction to giving athletic departments and coaches more of a say. Um, so, again, how I feel personally, not as important as the fact that I recognize that it's happening. And because it's happening, um, you know, 
adjustments need to be made all the way around. Um, so, you know, good, bad, in the middle, you know, the is to taste, be. The hey. out of the tube, to quote Andy hey. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, good or bad, I guess we'll find out in five to ten years. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Um, and again, I'll I'll pref- I'll I'll kind of wrap this in a you know tie a bow on it with this. Um, I'm old school, man. You know, um, I tell my 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 children, no, you you you, you stick to your word. Do what you know. Say what you said you would do. Um, you know, whether that goes from them telling their friend they're going to their birthday party, or that means you know, no, you said you would get your homework done by this time. Do what you said you would do. Um, your word is everything. Okay, that's how I was raised. That's how I'm raising them. Um, at the same time, I recognize there's a trend happening in our athletic system right now, uh, collegiate athletic system. You know, even high school to some extent, um, where it's going to be, you know, um, more lax. Yeah. So I just, I just recognize it, and and uh, and and you, you deal with it. You know, you deal with it. Yeah, for sure. There's two last subjects I want to get to. Um, one is the World Team Trials coming up here in Rochester and Final mm-hmm. X. Um, I'm involved with one of the kids on the junior level, and, and they just put out the list today of all the guys that can qualify. And I, I think everybody knows now the format is different than last year. Was um, that that monster list USA Wrestling put out? It just came out today, yeah. yeah okay. On, on the oh. mat.com, yeah. yeah. That so, was a monster list. That was it is whoever, whoever put that together, that was uh, – that was Gary Abbott. Uh, okay, ooh, that was that was some man hours there. I talked to <laughs> Gary about it hours. last week because I asked him because I have to go to the seating meeting and he goes, "You're going to have to look up a lot of guys, David." I said, "Okay." <laughs> I didn't know I meant that many, but yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So, mm-hmm. um, but for the senior level, which I think is where most guys, you know, most, you know, our Joe Joe fan follows. They've added a step here, obviously, right? There's the U.S. Open, and now there's, you know, the World Team Trials, and then now there's Final X. And, mm-hmm. again, I, I think maybe your answer will be similar to, uh, you know, what you talked about, about, you know, about transfers. It, it's happening. We need to support USA Wrestling. And I think it's cool that, like, if you're sitting in the two out of three and I get to you, instead of having to win a tournament and wrestle you three hours later, now it's either three or four or five weeks later. But one of the things that, um, you know, some of the scuttlebutt in Vegas was that there were extra expenses involved in some of the RTCs and things like that. You know, when this came out, they didn't necessarily, you know, have all the funding for it and things like that. Your overall impression, obviously, I saw you there in Vegas. I know, you you know, you'll be in in Minnesota and and hopefully you'll have somebody wrestling in in one of the final X's. Your overall impression of of the new process um, and. You know, this is my own uh, thought on it, but I, I think USA Wrestling had some courage to change the process after winning the world title. Yeah. Hmm. Um. You always make me dig, man. Always make me dig for. for <laughs> <laughs> you always always make me dig. Um. Okay, so let's let's look at it this way. And you're right. I'm I'm gonna answer it, and I don't mean to be non-responsive. Um, you know, I just it is what it is. 
You know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I'm on the National Coaches Council, so I mean, you know, I do have, I do represent a voice for the coaches in this area of the United States. Um, you know, so I will, you know, I will listen to all and everything everyone has to say regarding this. You know, but the the short answer right now is this is what we're doing for this year. Okay. Mm -hmm. The little bit longer answer um, is the fact that, yeah, it added an extra expense that we, that we did not anticipate, you know, um, it does take up more time. Um, You know, I'll just give you a little rundown of, of, of what we have coming up, you know? So for example, um, we went to Vegas, right? Week off. Then we're going to uh, two weeks off. Then we're going to Rochester, right? Then we come back the following weekend as universities, U23s, right? Mm-hmm. Then come back the weekend after that um, uh, is not just the UWW 20 and under Greco-Roman World Team Trials in Indianapolis, Indiana, but that's being ran in conjunction with uh, schoolboy national duels. At the same time, there's Trials X. Uh, that weekend, then there's a Trials X, and again, not everybody has to go to every Trials X because, you know, you don't have somebody in the finals of everyone. You're lucky to have, you know, one or two people in the finals of, of, of all of them. Yeah. So, so I get we don't have to go to all of those. And the fo- next weekend there's another Trials X. Right. And then the following weekend there's another Trials X, but at the same time, and now we're into the, now we're into the fourth weekend in June. There's five weekends in June. There is also the the um, Greco-Roman World Team Trials in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and and Junior Duels in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the same time as Trials X, which um, for us falls on uh, Nick Heflin's Trials X, okay? He's number six wrestler in the world. You know, he didn't wrestle in the open because he was banged up, but, uh, I mean, that's a legitimate, you know, saying he could be. He could be in the finals of Trials X, you know? You know, um, so I think that it's made us very busy. Um, you're right. A lot of it wasn't planned on, you know, uh, uh, financially. But, you know, I, I think that's that's when you do any uh, – I think that's when you do any business. I think that's when you do anything that, you know, requires decision-making, you know, um, I know you have a private company that you run. I mean, I'm sure things come up and go, I didn't plan on this expense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, <laughs> just 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 in managing your own family, you're going, I'll, our, I'll give you an example. Our AC was going out, you know, and guess what? It's been 90 all week in Oklahoma. So yeah, didn't plan on that. Had a flat tire the other day. <laughs> just brought new tires, flat yeah. tire, big U screw. Another, didn't plan on that. But – so that's just life. Didn't plan on it. You know, what I think you're going to find out is, is, um, is, is, you know, whether or not you want it, whether or not you like it, it's happening. Um, you know, uh, I think when the unexpected is thrown at people, you find out who, um, are good planners and good organizers. And good leaders, 
And who's adapt- um, adaptable? Who's too. adaptable? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't ma- I don't mind being ran through the ringer a little bit with some of those things. Okay. I don't mind I don't mind being ran through the ringer on some of those things, but I do recognize that it is an added expense for most, if not all. Um, at the same time, if this is the format we chose to go with as a collective, okay, if this is a format we chose to go at as a group, then I'm going to support it because I support USA Wrestling and all their decisions. You know, right. um, that's just that's that's what being part of a collective in a group is. You know, so let's give it a try. Let's see where it goes. And if it's not, uh, if we have results that aren't, you know, and indicative of uh, of this being good, then then we can always go. We can always go back. But you don't make progress without taking some chances. Yeah. So I know sure. that's kind of a, a long-winded answer, but but we got to give it a try. Yeah, for sure. Gotta and give I it think a try. that perspective, again, your perspective. One of the reasons, and and we're about to hit the last subject. You know, one of the main reasons I want to have you on. But your perspective in general is always interesting, but especially to sort of the last part of this, which, um, and want to give a shout out specifically to uh, T.J. Sewell when. We ran the story about um, your guys and the guys we signed. And we're going to get into it. Um, we had an autocorrect spelling, so it's T.J. Sewell, not T.J. Newell. Big shout out to him for his role in you guys getting <laughs> Dean Heil, Anthony Colica, and I think the next day or two after that, Austin Schaefer to the Oklahoma RTC. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give you some time to talk about what those three young men mean to you. I know you're getting the lion's share of the credit, having coached them in college, um, but I'm smarted enough to know two things. One, you're not the guy that's going to take all the credit, and two, there are other people that deserve, that had a big hand in this, and I want you to be able to uh, discuss them. Talk about anybody. I think you do got to talk about the people that help you and that are that are that are involved in in, in your decision making process. And, and TJ is one of them. Uh, I lean heavily on Chance Leonard, uh, a couple other members of our board. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen sits on our board and he's a big help. Um, very involved in wrestling. Um, just very has a good understanding of of uh, how to go about things and do things. And I lean on those guys heavily for advice. Um, these are these are three guys that, that we knew that uh, that wanted the opportunity to be the best, and they found a way to make it happen. And, and, and that's what's important to me. So uh, Chance and Mark Wayne and TJ, they're 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 a big part of. Uh, what we're trying to do, and, and I appreciate their friendship, and, and, and you know, and even more so, just their their advice. And when they talk, I listen. So, uh, no, I, pre- I appreciate them. They're helping. They're helping a ton right now. Yeah, they're business guys, and they love wrestling. But they're business. You know, especially Chance is a, a unique guy. You know, very successful in business. Probably even more passionate about business than wrestling. And you know, I think one of the other things that may have flown under the radar with your RTC is that you guys have formed a partnership with Nike. So, you know, tell me a little bit about, about that as well. You know, um, one, I, I, there's not a whole lot to say. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think the, the thing that I, that I do want to give credit to is Shane Goodell and Chris Ball and, and, and Grant Turner and Eddie uh, Brown and even Brooke Ball. I mean, uh, you know, these, these – uh, I appreciate their friendship and, uh, and their belief in what we're doing, their belief in me. You know, it's an important part of uh, of uh, of the puzzle. It's an important piece of the puzzle. 
you know, so, uh, you know, I'm a little biased. I think Nike is the uh, premier sporting brand on planet Earth. Um, and I'm going to do everything in our power to uh, repay that favor, you know, make sure that, uh, that uh, we're, uh, you know, we're making that brand stronger you know, day by day. So I appreciate them, all those guys. They're, uh, they make our life real easy. Keep you guys looking good and, and letting you be able to focus on the things like, like developing champions and not having to worry about a lot of the other stuff that people think of as white noise. But if it's not taken care of, it, it takes away your time to be able to focus on, on the task at hand that you were hired for. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a little example. I, I think this is just very uh, well-known information. Uh, when I was at Oklahoma State, you know, it was, it was Adidas, Fruit Adidas forever, right? Fruit and Adidas obviously made a split. Right, so there was this, there was this void. There was this period of time where there was this void of, literally, of having gear. A premier program had no gear. We we're going to Cliff King for some T-shirts, and Brew was trying to make a shoe, and we weren't sure if we were going to be with Adidas. I mean, it's just yeah. For for some for for, it's just one of those things where you don't you don't recognize how significant. And, and, and important it is until you don't have it. And I remember going, how are we, well, how are we going to clothe our athletes? What shoes are they going to wear? You know, just just going through that once in that scenario made me personally recognize that uh, those friendships, those those relationships. You know, and I had that with uh, obviously Shane and Chris and. Grant and, and Eddie and all those guys. So, you know, when they approached me about it, you know, I mean, it's a no-brainer. You know, uh, partnering up with, with, you know, me personally with the with the, the, the strongest brand in sporting goods in the world, no-brainer. No-brainer because why? Because they can make your life very easy. You know, and those guys, they will go to the end of the end of the earth for anyone. You know, anyone. You know, as long as you're loyal and and, uh, and, they, and they see value in what you can give back to the company. So, uh, you know, uh, just once bitten, you know, I learned from that experience to uh, make sure you uh, you take care of your, your athletes and, and things like that first. You know, uh, I don't think we'll be uh, in any kind of situation where we'll need anything in those terms. Nike's probably not going to run out of clothes or shoes, so you, you'll probably be okay there. No, I think Nike's here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Well, Look, it's been awesome having you on. I always like just talking about wrestling and life with you. And uh, I know you're, you know, you got some guys wrestling up next weekend in Rochester. So, you know, I'll get to bug you some more there. Is there anything else you want to mention about the RTC or anything else before we sign off today? No, you touched on one thing. I do want to say this. You had asked me a little bit about uh, Michik and uh, Cliff Keane and, and, and those guys. And I think I was one of the first people to congratulate Andy and, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and just his lucid thinking, you know, he's, he's very, uh, you know, doesn't probably think in the same box, you know, as everybody. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know what? He got Dave Havitt of Bronze Metal Europeans last year for Slovenia. And this year he got Steven Michik of Bronze Metal Europeans for Serbia. Um, yeah, man. You know, I call it new, I call it new math. Anybody who has kids knows. They don't do the same math we did when we were growing up. You arrive at the same result. You know, you arrive at the same answer, but they got there in a different way. And that's kind of the way I view Andy and what he's doing and some of the, you know, the, the outside the box thinking going on at RTCs right now and Cliff Keen. 
what they're doing with their RTC and getting those guys bronze medals at the premier continental championships in the world, kudos to them. That's a, a huge kudos to them. They're truly doing new math. You know, we're we're probably still doing a little bit of old math, but that's uh that's why you uh, have colleagues. That's right. right. You learn. Right? Yeah. You learn. You yeah. steal. Yeah. So yeah. shout out to Andy Rovat uh, and Stevan Misic, David Habit, also uh, Sean Bormet, and then one of your ex wrestlers, yeah. John Morrison, is wrestling up there as well and doing a good job. Yeah, Johnny's doing good. I'm, 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 he's, he's, he seems very comfortable there, and I'm, I'm glad he found a home that he can thrive in. So, uh, no, he's, he's doing a good job. Proud of all those guys. For sure. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for uh, pinch hitting for us today. We appreciate it. Um, I, I'm a little worried. Maybe Hamilton will call you back next week, and I'll be out of a job. But um, it's uh, it's always great having you on, man. And I'll see you next week in Rochester. Okay. Hey, you bet. See you out there, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was episode 80 of Weighing In. Appreciate all of you listening. We'll come back to y'all next week. Thank you. <laughs>